in ministry and life, we all get busy. It is easy to neglect ourselves. We tell ourselves that we will spend more time with our family, with our kids, when we get to a less busy season in our lives. We will budget or exercise more next month. We know that we should be spending more time relating to our spouse or more time with God through prayer and reading His Word, but we just have so much going on. Well, I want us all to realize that self-care is real care, and that is what we're going to talk about today on the Pinhead Kids Men podcast. experience in politics is not very big. In fact, I only have experience in politics running for office when I was in fifth grade uh, for this pretend city, simulation city that we called Economic City at my grade school. It was a really cool program where uh, the everyone got to simulate a whole town being run. We needed police officers, we needed bankers, we needed people to work on the newspaper, and it was a whole big project uh, that we worked on. And But every town, of course, needs to have a mayor. And so our teacher asked us, what do you want to be when it's our day for Economic City when we go and they set up the city and they set up stores and we have fake money and can buy things with our Economic City bucks. What do you want to be when you're there? Do you want to work at the grocery store? Do you want to be a journalist and re- and report and write about the day? Uh, do you want to be a police officer? You can put people in jail and everything like that. Uh, so, It was a really cool thing, but I decided in fifth grade that I wanted to be the mayor. I was going to run for office, and that's how we had to do it. We had to put our name in as running for office. We campaigned. We put up posters. I remember uh, my slogan was, don't pay a cent, vote for Brent. And Brent's my last name, so that rhymed and seemed to be a good slogan. I even put, uh, put vote for for Brent on little Hershey's candy bars and wrapped them and wrote, uh, you know, my name on them so people would vote for me. And I did everything I could. And then we had to do a speech in front of the whole fifth and sixth grade, which are the classes that were going to the city. Uh, we had I had to do this campaign speech, and I had to have a campaign manager, and this was a big thing, uh, interesting thing for a fifth grader to want to do. And I felt like I was running a really good campaign. I was making promises to people that they wouldn't pay taxes and that they would, even though we didn't really have taxes and it was only a one day, you know, the city was only running for one day. But I I tried everything I could to get people to vote for me. And then I remember having to do this speech. And I remember that Mark and I were running against each other. It was down it was us two running for mayor. And Mark was a sixth grader. And I was a fifth grader, so I had youth on my side, but he had experience because he was a year older than me, and that's what he wrote about in his speech. Well, I was really nervous to do my speech, but my mom helped me, uh, helped me 
write my speech and I practiced it and practiced it. And finally the time came and I kind of stumbled over my words and I was really nervous. But I think I did an okay job on my speech for a fifth grader trying to run for public office. Um, and I felt really, really good. And this is how it worked. After our speeches were done, we they we cast our ballots, cast our votes. They passed out the ballots. They casted our votes uh, for who, our class all of our class voted for who we wanted to be uh, the mayor and the sixth grade class voted for who they wanted to be the mayor. And I was feeling pretty good about it because there was more fifth graders than sixth graders that year. And so I thought if only the fifth graders voted for me and no sixth graders voted for me, then I would win. And so I fully expected to win. And so we voted and then went out to recess and, uh, of course, at recess, we played sports, we played football, we played basketball and that kind of thing. But we started talking about, oh, who'd you vote for? Who'd you vote for? And a lot of my fifth grade friends were like, well, I voted for Mark. I thought his speech was better. Or he had more experience. He's older. Or, you know, I liked his hair more or that kind of thing. And I started getting kind of nervous. And then something that was kind of devastating to me, my campaign manager even said, well, yeah, I voted for Mark, too, because his speech was way, way better than yours, Jason. And I was like, oh, not even my campaign manager voted for me. And I wonder, I don't know how many votes I got. They didn't say uh, how many votes each candidate received. But after recess, we came in and they announced that I indeed had lost the only time I ever tried to hold a public office. I lost my race and Mark was going to be the mayor of Economic City that I would get my second choice, which was to be a journalist. And I wrote newspaper articles for that day. But not even my campaign manager voted for me. So I started kind of wondering, was I the only person that voted for me? And I think that's an interesting question, and I'm going to ask you that same question too. Did you vote for yourself? Or should I say, do you consistently vote for yourself? Or do you get so busy with your family or ministry or job, you get overwhelmed and you forget what your goals are? What do you do consciously to make sure that you are headed on the right path, headed towards progress to where you want to be? If you don't spend time creating and executing goals for your life, then you aren't voting for yourself. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself. I should explain to you what I mean by voting for yourself. Uh, this, as far as I know, is a, is a principle that I've kind of come up with, which means that you want to consistently vote for the things that you want to accomplish in your life. So do you want to be a runner? Do you consider yourself a runner or do you want to become a runner? If you do, the way that you vote for yourself becoming a runner or continue to vote for yourself that you are a runner is go for runs. It doesn't really matter if you say you're a runner, if you have running shoes, if you read running blogs, if you listen to running podcasts, if you talk about running, if you know a lot about running, but if you don't run, then you're not a runner. If you are a runner, then you will vote for yourself by going on runs. Now, the more consistently that you go for runs, 
the more of a runner you are. But if your goal is to go on five runs a week and you only go two this week, you're still a runner. You voted for yourself twice to become a runner or be a runner twice this week. It might not be uh, as much as you want it to be, but you're still casting votes for what you're desiring, what how you see yourself and the goals you want uh, to to accomplish. So another example is, am I a good listener or do I want to become a good listener? Well, if I'm a good listener, then I will care about what other people say. I will listen instead of speak. Maybe a good principle would be voting for yourself, becoming a good listener would be listen first, then speak. Am I a good parent? Am I an attentive parent? Did I vote for myself becoming an attentive parent by not watching that Netflix show and playing a board game with my family? Or did I watch a Netflix show instead of spending time with my family? How are you voting for yourself in that way? Um, do you want a better relationship with your spouse? What kind of things are you, are, we, are you doing? What kind of things am I doing that I want to continue to love my spouse better? What, uh, what votes am I casting? Am I taking time to have uh, you know, a quiet meal once a week with my spouse or whatever that, that may be? Um, do I want a growing relationship with Christ? Do I make time for my devotional time? Do I memorize God's word? Those are ways that you vote for yourself for a growing relationship with Christ. Um, another thing is, do, do I do what's good for me? or what I feel like doing? Am I impulsive or am I planned? All those things, you can vote for yourself by creating goals uh, and have a vision and then do take steps to accomplish those different types of people that you want to be. That's what I mean by voting for yourselves. And I kind of believe that there are four main categories of everyone's lives that you should have goals in. And the categories are the physical, financial, relational, and spiritual. And I will go as far as to say that everyone has goals in each of these categories. Maybe you say, no, I don't have any physical goals. I don't have any financial goals. I don't have any relational goals. I don't, want, I don't have any spiritual goals. I would say that is not true. And just because you don't write them down... And just because you don't know what they are doesn't mean that you don't have goals. If you don't don't track what you eat, then physically your goal is or you're working towards or voting towards the person you're becoming is somebody that is undisciplined or doesn't know what they eat. If you use credit cards uh, and don't pay them off at the end of the month and you don't really have a financial plan, then you're voting for not having a financial plan. But if you do have a budget, if you do uh, have a plan to get in shape or to exercise regularly or whatever the case may be, then you're voting for yourselves. You have physical, relationship, uh, physical financial, relational, and spiritual goals. Whether you don't know it or not, whether you realize it or not, and I think this affects our lives in so many ways because I think that all of these... Um, affect work towards each other like if you don't have if you neglect your physical health you won't have uh energy you'll probably start lack be lacking in your relational uh availability for people uh you may not be able to work as hard you may not take the time spiritually to be refreshed uh which 
all those things usually leads us to bad spending habits and having financial issues. But if you're casting casting votes in each of these categories, you are you are casting votes in each one of these categories as to what you are becoming. And I don't think not everyone should have the same goals in each of these areas, but they need but you need to have goals. Like I need to have goals that fit me. Uh, so that I know how to vote for the person I want to become in these four areas. And the scary part is, if, you, if I don't have thought out specific goals that fall into these categories, then I have no guide as to what or who I'm becoming. What am I consciously working towards? If I don't know, then I am complacently going a direction that I don't even know where it's going to end up. If I do that, I get complacent, and I don't naturally find myself growing. I eventually, uh, I eventually find my productivity is cut significantly, and my enjoyment of life goes down. You know, there was an ad campaign on the late, late eighties, early nineties that there's a boy running across the park, and it looks fun. He's running, 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 running. And he's maybe a young man. You know, he kind of turns into a young man. He's running across the park and running across the park. And then you realize there's a policeman behind him, and he's running. And at first you think he's running for exercise, but then he, the policeman grabs him, and he gets arrested, and he had been dealing drugs or doing drugs, and the tagline was, nobody says they want to be a junkie when they grow up. Well, I think that's pretty true. We don't say, oh, I want to become physically unfit. I want to have financial ruin. I want my relationships to really suffer. I don't want to be close to people. You know, I, I don't, we don't say, I want uh, my closeness with God and my spiritual health to deteriorate. But if we don't if we don't have a plan, if we're not consistently voting for the person we want to become, if we don't have goals in those areas, then, like they said, no one says they want to be a junkie when they grow up. We will we'll have an unintended consequences for not voting the way that we should in those areas. When I do that, I start to drift. And Hebrews 12.1 says that we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. And I think there's a lot in this verse, and this verse means you can take this theologically and doctrinally a lot of different angles and look at it different ways, but I think that just on the base level, it's good wisdom. It gives us good wisdom. If we don't pay attention, we will drift. And we, if we drift, we typically end up in an unintended place, and usually not the best place. Which means we wake up one day and realize physically we are not fit, financially we are struggling, we don't feel connected relationally, and spiritually we aren't growing. That's what it means to drift. So what can we do? And I think that we can all say, before I get to that, if we are drifting in these areas, it's going to take us away from productivity of everything we want to do in life. And that's why I think it's so important. You say, People may be saying, well, at this point, well, this doesn't really have anything to do with kids' ministry. But it does. It has, it has to do with everyone and everyone's walk of life that we all need to, no matter what we do for a job, no matter if we're in ministry, no matter what's important to us, we all need to vote for ourselves to become, for physical goals, uh, 
financial goals, spiritual goals, and relational goals. Okay? So what can we do if we realize that we're drifting in one of these areas or more than one of these areas? Well, for starters, we need to be honest with ourselves. I want... Uh, this is so important in my life, and I struggle in all four of these areas at times, sometimes all of them at once. I don't want to come across as like, oh, I've figured this all out. No, it's a work in progress, but I've realized by looking at it like I'm voting for myself to become physically more fit, I'll be more motivated to go uh, do that run or to track what I'm eating or to uh, eat uh, in a more healthy way. You know, I figure out if I know what kind of goals financially I want, I'm more motivated to to do the things that get me closer to my goals. Same thing with the relationship goals. If I have them in mind and I know how to vote for becoming closer to people, then more I'm more likely to do it than not. You know, spiritually speaking, uh, if I got that, I, I, I need, for me, you know, voting for a closer relationship with God is having a daily quiet time. It's learning God's word. It's meditating on God's word. Um, it, those are the ways that I vote for myself becoming uh, closer to God and having a, a, a closer spiritual walk with Jesus. So the first thing that helps me when I realize that I'm sliding or drifting in one of these areas is I need to take inventory. So uh, sometimes I grade myself on those categories or I write down uh, where I think I'm lacking. But if you want to, write down just on a piece of paper, very simply, you know, physical, financial, relational, and spiritual, and grade yourself. Give yourself a 1 out of 10. Give yourself a letter grade if you're, if you're a person that really enjoyed school or getting letter grades. But take inventory honestly for yourself. Which one of these areas are you lacking in? Okay, And then look at the category that's most lacking. Usually, that's the area you can have the biggest improvement in the quickest uh, amount of time. But identify which one of those, and you could even rate them one to four, but which one of those uh, areas do needs the more, most attention. You know, And then think about what has distracted you. Think about why you haven't been voting for yourself physically financially, relationally, or spiritually, and what kind of things, and maybe write out what, what crises have you been through, what has been taking your time and your attention, and some of those things that happen in life, I mean, everyone goes through crises in life, uh, everyone has things that are unexpected, and those derail us from our goals, but let's be honest about what those things are, okay, and then a really important step is to pray about it, Pray about which area that you feel God leading you to improve the most. Or pray about what kind of things you need to change so you're voting for yourself in each one of these categories. And then, if you really want to get crazy, if you really want to see some results in these areas, then you need you don't just pray about it. You need to find a, a, a confidant someone, that friend, or someone that you trust, and tell them about it. Just say, hey, I really am struggling uh, in, you know, in relationships with my wife, or relationships with my kids, uh, you know, or I'm really struggling to find motivation to work out, or, you know, and maybe those, maybe that person will have some hints or some suggestions, but that's not really why you tell other people. You can invite in other people that you're struggling so that they can pray for you too, and they can help you, and they can help carry your load. Um, 
James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. See, God's word is telling us there that we need to have other people in our corner. We need to confess our sins or confess our struggles with other people and have them pray for us too. And it says a prayer, the prayer of a righteous man or, or woman, the right, prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So those are some things that you can start doing to start getting, developing a plan to vote for yourself. Commit to start voting for yourself. Write down an, one action step, a small way that you can improve in one of those four categories or each of the main categories of your life, physically, financially, relationally, and spiritually. Okay? So if you decide, hey, I am going to have a certain action step. I won't even give any examples because I want you to come up with them for yourselves. But if it's financially, what is one step? What's one thing you can do to vote for yourself to becoming more financially responsible or more financially secure? If it's physically, what is one thing you can do, a small thing you can do to get yourself a little more physically fit or have a plan so you're voting for yourself to become the person physically you want to be or relationally or spiritually or however you want to do that okay you can if you want to if you're really an overachiever put a small step for every single one of those categories and see if you can do four small changes uh, in each one of those but i if you think man this is a lot uh it is and this is a very very hard thing i i think i said but i will say again this is something, I mean, physical goals, financial goals, relational goals, spiritual goals, they're an ongoing thing in my life. And for years, I, you know, I will maybe make some headway financially and might be slipped down physically or my relationships, I get distracted or spiritually, I'm not having my quiet times and I'm not as connected to God as I would want to be. So there is... There is always room for improvement, and there's always ways to improve, and this is a continual process of continually voting for yourself. So this podcast here is just going to be the introduction to how to vote for yourself and then the four categories, physically, financially, relationally, and spiritually, that I think that everyone, including myself, needs to continually vote for yourself and work towards those goals. But this is probably going to be a two or three or maybe even four part series about a few more principles that help us set goals and try to vote for ourselves more effectively so we can start seeing success in those in those areas of our lives and when we physically are uh feeling good we're healthy our body's working the way god intends it when we don't have financial stress when relationally with the people close to us we're really good uh when we're connected to god and really hearing from god we're listening to god's word that puts us in a situation no matter what job you have no matter what ministry you're doing it lays the groundwork so that you can accomplish what god wants you to accomplish you can accomplish more uh, with less stress because those four four categories of your life are pretty much in alignment or uh, in a healthy spot okay but so take those action steps uh, you know take inventory of your life 
grade grade yourself in those categories. Figure out which one is the most lacking, which one you're going to attack. Think about what has distracted you or what barriers there have been and pray. Tell somebody about it and commit to start voting for yourself. And next time, we're going to talk about specific principles to incorporate so that we can make more uh, progress and become more whole in those four areas. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.